Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Bird Show. All right, they've broken up, but he's still pretending like they are a happy little family. What does she do coming up in just a minute? All right, two stories circulating this morning that are bad news for teachers. <laughs> really bad news. So there's this teacher in Kansas that was really feeling pretty uh, secure about his job. So decided to go on TikTok and confess a couple of things he does as a teacher. Teachers, if a student is annoying you, just remember, you can lie. I teach history. I tell my students the wrong stuff all the time when they annoy me. I tell them that Abraham Lincoln invented the car. That's why it's named after him. I tell them Logan Paul and Jake Paul had a great-grandfather named Paul Revere because they don't even know how names work anymore. And I crop dust them. And then I just let it stew. And then I walk away and I go, oh, my God, it stinks over there. And then they have to sit with it. And you know what? They can't fire me because they need me too badly. He got fired. <laughs> he did? He did. He got fired. But he, of course, he had to have been joking, right? <laughs> I don't know. They say he's a teacher slash comedian, so I'm sure that's going to be his defense. Like, I was just making yeah. a joke, but it's too late. They fired him. Oh, gosh. Poor guy. <laughs> well, he thought I mean, he had job security. They're not going to let me go. They need me. Uh, Bye-bye, teach. Um, apparently, teachers aren't allowed to be funny, Abby. Oh, I hate that. That's why <laughs> school was so miserable. And the second one is a Texas kindergarten teacher, and she realized there was a kid in class, super hyper, right, and somehow desperate to get this kid to calm down just a little bit. So the teacher decided that uh, she would give the students melatonin gummies to calm them down. They found it was uh, melatonin gummies. They did find the bottle in the classroom from what I understand. We just noticed at least on three occasions when he came home, he was completely lethargic. He was stumbling to get off the bus. She had called me a few times um, asking, what do you do at home? What do you suggest at home to get him to, to calm down? He's very active and we sometimes have a hard time getting him to focus back on the task at hand. Absolutely not. I am filing charges. Mm -hmm. The the school's getting a lawsuit. You have drugged my child. All hell is going to break loose. She needs to be fired. She needs to lose her teaching license. And on top of that, she needs to be hit with child endangerment charges. Like, that is... You don't drug children. I'm sorry. Especially not ones that you're own. The only people who are allowed to drug children are doctors. (laughs) Uh, Which is the bigger offense, the melatonin or crop dusting the kids? Melatonin, Um, Let me think. A fart versus drugging my child? I mean, it depends on what his farts smell like. You know, the biggest offense is saying that the Lincoln was named after Abraham Lincoln. (laughs) (laughs) Those gummies are deceptively delicious, so I can see how this happened. (laughs) By the way, my gummy vitamins are really good. Like, I eat one, and it takes every ounce of my being not to pop another one in my mouth. Yes, that's the truth. (laughs) (laughs) All right, on to the email. Uh, She is very, very confused. Social media and relationships, man. They'll screw you up on a bunch of different levels. Dear Burt Show, my boyfriend and I broke up a few months ago after almost 10 years together. Listen, the reason doesn't matter. It was a hard, emotional breakup considering there are kids involved. We decided not to tell most of our friends or even family until we both settled what our future looks like. So that means right now we are still living together. Here's what I can't understand. Why does my boyfriend keep posting pictures as one big happy family? I stopped posting because I didn't want my friends and family to be misled. It just, it made no sense to me. 
but he seems to have stepped it up and is posting even more family photos lately, given the appearance that everything is perfectly fine. I can't figure out why. I'd love to get your input before I talk with him about it. Is there something I'm not seeing? My ex is still very important to me, so I don't like to think the worst, but why? Just why? Right, anybody? one 855 Um, When it comes to social media uh, and relationships, I'm not on real solid footing anyway, but I can't understand what the calculation would be behind it like why add because at some point or another you're gonna have to tell the world and tell your family like this we're done um and maybe they're gonna know the timing maybe they're not but why step it up now it feels like yeah you're you're setting people up for an even bigger fall um i'm wondering if he's having a hard time accepting Mm. that this is over so this is his way of still living in the past and he's because he hasn't been able to fully accept the present Yeah, people do this a lot with, like, their wedding photos, too. Like, once they realize it's, you know, everybody in their life's birthday, they're like, let me post another photo of my wedding. So maybe he's realized, oh, I have all these beautiful photos of our family. I got, like, maybe three more weeks to be able to acceptably post these. Maybe he's just going for it. And also, maybe, um, because we have minimal information here, um, maybe... He's hoping that if I post all of this, she'll realize we're actually supposed to be together. So it's a little bit of like a manipulation tactic. Mm. Like, see how great everything is or see how great everything could be. And why Why are we even doing this? Like, you're going to let all this go? Mm. Look at all. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cass, yeah. you're the social media director. You have any opinion on? Um, I think it's. it sounds like... Also, there's, like, reputation, right? Like, if you've always had the picture-perfect family and everything's great and then it's not, like, it's an embarrassment to sort of publicly admit that for some people. Uh, I just think it's going to make it worse in the long run if those pictures are continued to be posted and when it, like, they do end up moving out. It's going to be weird because everyone's going to be like, well, you were just mine. Mm-hmm. What happened? And it's going to make it seem right. more on. Whereas if it had tapered off quietly, people would have been like, oh, I thought I saw the signs coming on mm. social. That makes sense. Well, have you ever noticed that people who are genuinely content in their real life tend to stay off social media the most? I almost feel mm-hmm. like it's it's sort of like he's compensating or wanting to put on a front that even though he's really hurting in his personal life with his family, maybe getting the validation of posting happy family photos is going to somehow even that out. Mm. I also think there might be another, like, sinister plot behind it, and they're trying to make themselves look like the good guy before the news goes public. That's good. So the pictures (laughs) and what have you get posted, and then when they finally have to go public with it, then the family's already on... He's posting the pictures? Yes, he's posting all the pictures of, like, look at us, we're happy, we're, like, we're doing so good. Uh, Oh, so so if they break up... He can blame her. Yeah. She, she, she ends up looking like, like, yeah. Uh, the strategy is here. Everything was great. I was having a, the amazing time. Or he was having an amazing time, and it, he puts it on her. That mm-hmm. is massive oh, that's manipulation. Oh. That's Machiavellian. That's low. Oh, that's low. And there's no other explanation for it. Because it makes zero sense to me, also. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, we we just thrown out like about six different, con, you know, yeah. conspiracy theories, um, and I'm I'm looking at the phone calls, but I mean, Monique says she uh, she should ignore it, but that stuff is really hard to ignore when it's right there in your face. Like I do feel no like doubt. that's a conversation that needs to be had between partners. I don't feel like you should you can ignore that. I mean, we can go ahead, Tommy. Let's take uh, number one, Monique. Hey, Monique, welcome to the show. So you think that she should just ignore it and not address it with him? Not not ignore it completely, but I got taken to Ohio because he's from Ohio mm-hmm. with his family as a family. And when we got there, his mom was like, so are you guys still together? I said, not really. And he was like, okay, well, well not really. It's like loosely. And I was like, are you serious? So what I did was just ignore him the whole time. Like, I wasn't really even there. Gotcha. So, and what is his, what's his motive for that? Just because he hadn't told the family yet? He's narcissistic. Ah. He has not told the family. It's all about him. And as long as he's comfortable, he won't make any change. So you have to make him uncomfortable. Mm. Appreciate you calling. Thank you. 
All right. So advice there is to just ignore it. No. Don't bring it up. Yeah, my advice is to like be like, what the hell are you doing? Like, I think so too. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the relationship is over anyway. Yeah. So you might as well just go for it. And go, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. You need to get on the same page with that for sure. <laughs> got nothing to lose. The Bird Show. All right. Abby just got done with this amazing bachelorette trip for her cousin that she, I tell you what, I learned so much about women in bachelorette parties watching her Instagram stories uh, the last couple of weekends because it, every beautiful small detail was taken care of. The bride seemed so happy. You just did an amazing job. But you say there's one thing people need to watch out for. Yeah. And I think a lot of women and maybe even men going on bachelor parties will kind of relate to this because. Because like you said, I was posting up on social media, put a lot of work into making this bachelorette look good, and I wanted to make sure everybody had a good time too as well. But I will say throughout the entire experience, it was kind of one thing that was lingering in the back of my head, and I kind of had to push it down because I didn't want my negative feelings to get in the way of everybody else having a good time. Your and negative I, feelings? Yes, and I know what you're thinking. You're probably like, oh my God, Abby, your younger cousin's, cousin's getting married. You're upset that you're not in a relationship and you're bitter. And, and that's not what I was feeling at all. Um, I was actually, I'm actually very surprised at how like, <laughs> this makes me sound petty, but I'm, I'm surprised at how unbitter I feel. Like I'm not really, <laughs> no. I'm, not, just I'm, kind, no. I'm just kind of numb to the fact that I'm not in a relationship. <laughs> but there was actually genuinely one thing I was very envious of on the bachelorette trip and for me that was being a part of her experience and seeing just how many people are so invested in her and her um, fiance's relationship and invested in her and it really made me feel kind of lonely because I'm going through kind of a dry season with my friendships right now mm. and there was this one part of the bachelorette trip where we were uh, we were at this restaurant and one of the girls brought it up unprovoked on her own and she said let's all go around and do an affirmation circle and let's all say one thing that we really appreciate about the bride and so 10 girls all had these heartfelt and deep emotional stories about their friendship with my cousin and I'm sure uh, that was beautiful and made her feel so loved. It was beautiful <laughs> and loved and then I'm sitting over here like Wait, was, it, was something that would never happen at a bachelor party right Bert? No, no. <laughs> you guys don't do affirmation circles? Uh, that we, you would be laughed out of the strip club. <laughs> you would have the strippers do the affirmation, but say something about, you know, his body or whatever. But it was it was so beautiful. I mean, she has, like, the greatest group of friends. And I'm like, dang, like, where did you find these people? Yeah. And it was, uh, admittedly, I was kind of sitting there going, if I were to get married, God willing, in, like, the next year, I don't even know that I could chalk up 10 people to be in the party, let alone have 10 people be in the party and have like those deep emotional connections and stories mm -hmm. to talk about. Um, I'm kind of going through a dry season right now with friendships and it's just been really rocky and difficult. And I really had to fight against like wanting to be upset in the moment for me. And obviously focus all my attention on making sure that mm -hmm. she felt special because I'd, mm -hmm. I'd already done that period with planning and making it beautiful. But like emotionally, I wanted to make sure that I was present as well. I know uh, you are calling it a dry season, and I'm sorry. that It really sucks. I, I've been there, and it's not a good feeling, but I think maybe it's another way to look at it, too, is it's a season of growth for you. You know what I mean? Like, even a... God, that's a bad analogy. I was going to say a snake has to set, <laughs> shed its skin. Like, well, because Taylor Swift and the snakes, whatever, bad analogy. My point is, like, growing sucks, and you're going to lose people as you continue to grow and become an even better version of yourself, and there'll be collateral damage, and it, it can be lonely, but at the end, when you come out of it, there's so much more waiting for you, and you have at least me and Kristen, <laughs> okay? There's two people, and we're really good at making emotional connections, okay? No. Here we go. We're going to do an affirmation circle for Abby right now, everybody. Oh, for Christ's sake. Okay. <laughs> You can, Bert, you can sit this one out. <laughs> All right, All right so, hold on a second. I'm trying to challenge my sensitive self. Okay. <laughs> get out of dark mode, Bert, and get into I, light mode, Bert. You have no idea how hard that is right now. But go ahead. <laughs> All right, Cassie, please start off our um, affirmation circle for Miss Abby. Mm. Abby, I think you are a bubbly, wonderful, fun person. Your dark side is also some of my favorite. <laughs> but you are one of the few people who I have met who I have felt an instant connection with. And we have bonded over so much. And you have made me not feel like a total weirdo for liking fairy fantasies. <laughs> <laughs> that but is true. I love your creativity. You make me laugh every single day. I think your wit sometimes flies under the radar. I think you are 
on it when it comes to pop culture. I think you're incredibly talented and a very skilled comedian as well. And a great writer, too. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Oh, my God. That was so nice. All right. Thank you. To follow that. We're going to save Bert for last. <laughs> All right. So, Abby, from the old woman in radio to the young woman in radio, I have absolutely been in awe at how spectacular you have been joining the show. Your radio IQ is through the roof. And not only that, your work ethic is impeccable. When you do something, you do it to the nth degree. You cross every T, you dot every I, you bring your A game to the show every single day. Um, And you have no issue going above and beyond to make sure that not only the segment shines, but the people around you shine. Now, aside from how awesome you are at your job as a person, the fact that you have shown up to every single Burt's Big Adventure reunion and you haven't even mm-hmm. gone on a trip yet just shows how pure your heart is. Like, you truly care about people and um, you're, you you always want to make sure you're giving your absolute best and people can fear that, feel that. There's already Burt's Big Adventure kids who are attached to you um, and they've literally met you once. <laughs> and I think that's that's so beautiful because you make them feel special and welcomed. Um, how you are as a daughter, how you are as a sister. I'm still not mad that you took your brother to Taylor Swift over me. That's totally fine. (laughs) (laughs) No, but you're just like, I'm a big person and Bert can attest to this. It takes a lot to break my walls. You're genuinely a good person with a kind heart and you deserve the absolute best. Thank you. That means a lot to me. All right, Bert. (laughs) We can can end it here. I I like the way you do your hair. Thank you. <laughs> it's called messy bun and not washing it for four days. I, like I, like I will I will add to what they said. Um I know I really appreciate your grit. Um mm-hmm. only because you have told us that you sort of catastrophize everything and you're an anxious little thing, like one of those shaky little chihuahuas. Um <laughs> on the outside though, you show grit every single day. Like Kristen said, I have never seen sort of a noob come in studio and be as fearless and just get right in and get dirty as soon as you have and that takes a lot of grit and a lot of strength and I really appreciate that for you not only in your professional life but your personal life also I think you're awesome oh thanks Bert thanks guys oh, y'all didn't have to do that that was so nice I feel better <laughs> and I like about the way you do your and I like the way you do your hair <laughs> <laughs> the Bert Show so I might not be on my A game today <laughs> you think <laughs> <laughs> What happened, boo-boo? What happened? So just behind the scenes, we tape our texting tutors a couple of days before we play them for you guys because generally they take a long time. The last thing you guys want to do is hear back and forth when there's just a lot of editing that has to take place. So they would be an hour long if we tried them live, right? So we tape them on Wednesdays and we play them for you guys on Fridays. So this morning, I'm not doing the show from in studio. I'm at a friend's house in Florida. So as I was doing the tease coming into this texting tutor, I teased last week's texting tutor and not the one that we actually recorded two days ago. And you did that knowing like what was in the schedule what was written was correct yeah you you and tommy put together the schedule flawlessly uh and it told me what i was supposed to be plugging um but through my cloudiness this morning because yeah florida is a medical marijuana state and i'm short so i got some um Uh, that I might be a little bit cloudy this morning. So your tease was perfect, but my mind went back to last week. You did. So, you time traveled, Fred. What? I time traveled. I absolutely time traveled. So this texting tutor, Kristen, do you want to explain exactly what it is before we hit it? <laughs> sure. Her best friend just got broken up with, and she wants to move the friend into her house for a few weeks. But her husband hates this woman, hates a strong word. He's highly annoyed by her. So she needs our help texting yep, her husband yep. saying, hey, That's it. I need That's the one. I, I, I need our friend or excuse me, <laughs> my friend to move in while she's going through this tough breakup. Does that sound familiar? It, uh, it sounds like we recorded it on Wednesday. We did and now you get to hear it here. 
So Brianna here is trying to be a really good friend. She's got a best friend that just broke up with her boyfriend. And she's like, I get it. Come to my house. I'll embrace you in love and support. Except she knows that her husband is not going to be happy about this whole idea. And she wants our help, I think, to text the husband. Hey, Brianna. Hey, how are you? Good. Do I have all that right? You do, yes. Um, I really, really want to help out my friend. I love her so much, but uh, my husband is not a huge fan, and I have no idea how to go about this. All right, so let's establish a couple of things. Who did you know first, the friend or the husband? The friend. Okay, and what is it about her he finds so incredibly annoying? Um, she she sometimes has no filter. Like, she... She, like, kind of just uh, intrudes on conversations and says what's on her mind. It's all out of love, and it's all, like, coming from a good place, and, like, she has the most beautiful heart. But I can see how it can sometimes be, like, kind of frustrating uh, to it's the opinion, you know? It's the, oh, I'm just being honest, friend. Yeah. When yeah, you, that too. When you didn't ask for honesty, <laughs> which can makes come, you a B. Can come across a little abrasive. <laughs> right. Gotcha. Um, so either way, he's super, super annoyed with her, but, like... Yeah. And now explain, like, define for us the um, friendship with your best friend. How long have you known her? Uh, Have all four of you guys gone out? Like, does he know the ex and all that? Yeah, no, he does. Um, She and I went to college together, so I've known her about 15 years or so. Um, And he and I have been together for about six years. Um, We all did go out together. Like, we've, we've gone on dates, and, like, he... He has accepted her. He likes her. Like, he doesn't hate her. Yeah. But I know that there's a lot of things that annoy him about her. And, like, the living together is a whole other thing, you know. Um, But it's temporary, right? Like, it's not going to be forever. It's just, like, she just needs something. She needs, she has no place to live. Like, what am I supposed to do? Just sit there? You know, I have room for her. Mm -hmm. So explain the situation. What what, what has recently happened with her and her boyfriend? Yeah. So um, they had been together for about three years um she wanted to get married and I think that they thought they were on the same page and he realized that he did not um and that like his feelings for her had shifted so Mm -hmm. she's like heartbroken too you know it's not like she um this was like a mutual breakup like he was just like I don't think we're on the same page and like I don't see you being my wife Mm -hmm. kind of thing so it's hard and they reside in the same home and yes, she's the one that needs to move out. Yeah. Oof. You've already made the invite. No. Well, okay. to her, yes. Hmm. You know, we, we've kind of been like dabbling around the subject. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, oh, you know, like that. I, I, I haven't explicitly said anything, but have, yeah. Have you said anything like, okay, let me run this by whatever your husband's name is and I'll get yeah. back to you. Have you said anything like that? Yes, I actually did. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so, so so that's where we are now, you know. Like, that's what I mean. I didn't explicitly say, you'll come and live with us, you know. <laughs> but um, definitely was like, let me, like, try to talk to John about this. So here we are, and I just need some guidance here. Well, hopefully she understands. Like, you know, it's not just your home. It's your and your husband's home. Right. So before you can invite anybody, regardless of what the relationship is, into your all's home, you have to ask him, not tell him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, exactly. And I wouldn't do that. Either. You know, I wouldn't just be like, she's coming. Yes. You know, like, I want him to have a voice. I'm a huge advocate of people having a voice always, even if we don't necessarily agree. Mm-hmm. Um, I just need to figure out the best tactic. Well, that's a nice philosophy in your marriage that you're given in that space mm-hmm. to have a voice. Thank you. <laughs> 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 well, I, him to do the same for me. That's, that's, that's nice. That's a nice arrangement. The problem is if he does have a voice and the voice is no, then her best friend knows that her hus- her best friend's husband hates her and won't help her in her great time of need. I'm wondering okay. if he's that reluctant to it when we come back here in a couple of minutes and we start texting him for you. Um, if we just work on getting her in the house first. Mm-hmm. And then once the reality of that happens, then, I mean, once she's there, she's there. So the week might become a week and a half or two weeks. He's going to want a date. Yeah. yeah. Right. And As opposed sure. to being like 
as opposed to being like, can she live with us? Just being like, can she stay for a little? Right. You know what you mean? Yeah. Well, that and you also, I mean, before you even engage with this with your best friend, you guys need to set up boundaries and parameters. We have had situations like this so Mm -hmm. often on the show and people just do it willy nilly without discussing an end game and you Mm -hmm. and your best friend need to have an end game. Otherwise, That's it could get point. very That's awkward between the two of you. Yeah, Chris is not a fan yeah. of willy-nilly. No. Um, I'm a fan of the nilly, but not when you put the willy in front of it. <laughs> I thought you liked willy. No, no, that's me. I like Willie. Oh, okay. <laughs> Don't get us mixed up. Right. Stop being silly. All right, Brianna, when you, uh, we come back here, we'll start texting your husband. We'll come up with some kind of game plan and hey. try to get his approval to let the best friend and come hang out for at least a little while. Then when she's there, then it's up to you, okay? Okay, thank you. All right, we'll start texting Tudor next. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. The Burt Show. Hi, right, so we're about to start texting Tudor for Brianna. We are going to text her husband. Brianna's a really good friend, and her best friend just broke up with her boyfriend. They were living together. She has nowhere to live right now. She doesn't have a lot of cash, so as a best friend does, she said, hey, maybe let me run the idea of you hanging out with, in our house, by my husband, John. I like how you're calling it hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> Not so, live here. <laughs> hanging out. Moving Just in. Just kicking it. Right. Yeah. Moving in with the husband. The thing that you need to know if you aren't listening before is that hubby is not a real big fan of this best friend. You just think she's really super annoying because she doesn't have a filter. She just says what's on her mind, right? Mm-hmm. And that can be pretty annoying. So we got to start texting the husband just to get the approval. Mm-hmm. All okay. right. I feel like in this instance... We need to go thick. Thick. We need to lay it on thick. Desperate, right? With the husband. Okay? So I would start with, good morning, babe. Or what, what's your pet name for him? Yeah, I say babe all the time. Hey. Good morning, babe. Good morning, babe. Have I told you lately how much oh, I love on. you? Oh, wow. No. <laughs> no. Whatever I want. See, so it's a running joke in our household. I do this to my husband all the time. Yeah, except she's not married to Bart. I know. And I'm always like, I love you so much. And he just looks at me and goes, what do you want? (laughs) I think we got to just brace him for the ask right off the bat. Okay. Good morning, babe. I have something I need to run by you. Okay. Should I send this? Hold on one second. Wait, wait. So. I'm asking the guy specifically if you got that because this is this is me parceling it out and I know or parsing it out and I know how I would feel is run by better or is ask because I know ask gives him the right to say no at that point we usually avoid that but if my husband was like I need to run something by you I'd be like oh really you're just running it by me you're not asking me if someone can move into our house um but I don't know if y'all think as demented hmm. as I do I actually feel like run by yeah. would would make me more at ease. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Run by. Okay. Said. All right. All right. So that's obviously going to get his attention. Uh, so yeah, it'll be something know, like, right? yeah, it's going to be something like he's not going to think it's this serious. So yeah, what's up? Is what he's going to say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you know that blank just broke up with her boyfriend, and he is kicking her out. She is devastated. I can barely get her off the floor. He's kicking her out. She has nowhere to go. She's about to be homeless. Oh, yes. Wait. Okay, so he said, he responded. He said, what's going on, dot, dot, dot. little busy at the moment. Oh. Mm. He's a little busy. He's a little busy. Okay. I don't like this, bother later. This, this could work to our advantage. Uh, this could work to our advantage. Abort mission. Yeah, that, to me, that's, okay, mm. we'll talk later. Okay, yeah. I know, right? He doesn't want to be bothered. Um, but obviously, I need to do this now. So here's what I do. Here's what I, because Chad will pull this. And I'll be like, no worries about it. We can talk later. And his insatiable curiosity will be like, no, no, no. Tell me now. So that way you acknowledge that he has said he's busy. So, hey, babe, we can talk later. It's important. We can talk later. And then he's going to want to know so badly what it is. Yes. He'll give you permission, but you're the good wife for acknowledging that he's busy. Chess, not checkers. Yeah. 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 
Trump. Say it, Bob. Chestnut checkers. Yeah. <laughs> Chestnut right. checkers. So we're going to roll the die. We're going to roll the die here, Brianna. Put it's important, comma, we can discuss later, period. <laughs> Nobody could deny yeah. that. Yes. Oh, my God. Okay. Ben? Yes. Yes. Okay. Dude, you just got played. <laughs> <laughs> Watch him right back and be like, thanks, babe. That would be yeah, me. Right? I'm so opposite of Chad. Gotcha. I would be like, yes. I'm a step preacher when I get there. <laughs> this might be the shortest texty tutor ever. <laughs> if he says that, we're done. Uh-huh. He said, okay. All right. Okay. Are you serious? Like, okay, like, let's talk later? Oh, so we could play I dumb? Mean, I guess so. He said, okay, with a period. That's I mean, exactly obviously. what I was <laughs> Damn. Damn. We play dumb and act like the okay was giving us permission to move forward and ask. Like, okay, go ahead. Mm. Oh, um, I mean, I think he's just like okaying the fact that I said we can discuss it. Yeah, we yeah. know that, yeah, but we're, yeah. play, but we're yeah, playing. Yeah, but he doesn't. Cassie yeah. is suggesting that we play stupid here, like, okay, man, just tell me now, but that's not going to work. We have oh. painted ourselves yeah. in a corner. Yeah, bad. No. <laughs> we can't Absolutely bad right not. Now. Um, Brianna, on behalf of everyone here, I am so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do we do? Um, well, as I have said numerous times before, this is a very important decision. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to have to have this conversation in person later. I really honestly don't see how we move forward without it like okay. setting off on the wrong foot. Now, I mean, yeah. does this mean you know him obviously better than we do? Uh-huh. If he is pushing this off, he is in a very important meeting or something like that that he can't focus on it? Yeah, I mean, it's, it sounds like that. Also, like, there is this weird part of me that's like talking about this through text is probably... quote unquote dangerous you know what I mean like how do we like and then the other thing with text messaging as we know and what we're trying to do here is like you can take the time to like think of a response and like maybe we need to like give each other the space to like talk in real time even if it's difficult I don't know no for sure I mean this is a conversation that you should be able to have in person with your with your husband Mm -hmm. so here here comes Cassie again here's how we (laughs) twist it (laughs) it's not gonna go over well but I think we can do it we won't text back. You go ahead and invite okay. your friend to live with you for a while. And when husband gets mad, you can say, I tried texting you about it this morning, but I know you were so busy and it was an emergency. She had to be out today. That's like the, a worse idea than Kristen's. <laughs> I didn't think it could get any worse than Kristen's initial idea. That's way worse. Literally his fault. She tried. He shut her down. Absolutely not. No, we will talk not. about it later with your best friend by your side crying. All right, let's work on something here productive, okay? Yeah. So let's we're going to give up on this texting thing and let's okay. just walk you through when you guys do have the mm-hmm. conversation, what you come okay. in with, okay? All right, so okay. Bri- Brianna, when did she have to be out within the week within the week okay so tonight when you go home and you've shaved your legs yep and you got the good panties on yep Mm. and after you guys do it and you're laying in bed (laughs) and you're post sex no i'm just kidding i'm just kidding um i would have some booze (laughs) favorite cocktails and just be open i I feel like you can't go wrong with honesty and authenticity (laughs) No, seriously. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. I've been doing this show 23 years. This is the first time that's been suggested. Whatever. <laughs> and when you sit down, be like, before you say anything, okay, I really, I want you to hear me out. I want you to hear me out before you interject or say anything. And that's when you start with, and what what name are we using for your friend? Um, Jenna. Jenna. All right. So Jenna and Robert have broken up. She is devastated. Um, she's in a very low, very bad place right now. Um, he is staying in the house and she does not have anywhere to go. You know, as she is my dearest friend, I also know that while you do like her, she's not your favorite person. And she does have some personality quirks that, um, annoy you, but this is a friend that's in need. And I was really hoping she could crash here for a little bit until she can find a new place to live. Let me run this by Mo here, because I think this is important for a guy also, that if we put her in a position of having no power in it, her friend, he's kicking her out. That's Mm -hmm. why, yeah, I mean, she has absolutely nowhere Nowhere to to turn, and this is urgent right now. I think that is important. You got to lead with desperation. Uh, Lead with desperation. Yeah. And also lead with desperation and end 
with an out. She's not going to be there forever. This is just temporary until she can find a place, right? Like she is going to find a place. She's going to be out soon. She just needs somewhere to go until she has time to find a place. And I think in your back pocket somewhere, you have to put this. You have to make him empathize because if this happened to his best friend and the best Mm -hmm. friend was being kicked out, you certainly would be open to that idea. You would immediately say yes to that. That's good. And I would also phrase it Mm -hmm. as if she already came to you wanting to stay and needing a place to stay like now, but you told her to hold Mm -hmm. off so that you can speak to your husband first. Oh, that is good. That is really good. Yeah, this this fake respect is really good. (laughs) (laughs) Brianna, are you taking notes? Yes, no, okay. this all sounds good. And then it's some interesting, something you guys said earlier, um, something you guys said earlier just about um, the, uh, you know, the end game, like actually saying, oh, maybe all of us can have a discussion, you know, before we move forward with this, like to, to put some boundaries and dates mm-hmm, on this, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Like yes. so that he has all the information and he doesn't even think it's like some wishy-washy, like she'll leave at some point, mm-hmm. you know? Right, right. But boom. When you're giving dates, don't say a month. Just say the 31st. <laughs> and that way it could be October, November, December, January, whatever you need. Yeah, okay. I you know, later on we'll be like, oh, we, we set a number. Mm-hmm. We just set a number. I think you're equipped. I think so, too. To get mm-hmm. into this okay. discussion with him. Uh, remember, I appreciate it. Desperation. Yep. She's being kicked out. Desperate. Mm-hmm. You would definitely do this for him. And what was the last thing fake that you said? Fake respect. Fake respect. <laughs> and the fake, fake respect. respect. <laughs> but I say I would definitely do this for you. That kind of sounds like a guilt tactic. Like if somebody said to, that to me, I, I feel yeah. like I was being manipulated in the conversation. I would keep that in your back pocket and only whip it out mm-hmm. in a dire situation. Okay. Okay. Be like, if Carl came to us and needed a place to live, we would let him stay here. Mm-hmm. And when in doubt, cry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, mace yourself. <laughs> Pepper spray yourself. Uh-huh. Do whatever you got to. Take the saddest thing that's ever happened to you and keep that in your back pocket also. I'll try. I'm not good with, like, crying on cue, but I want to, but maybe I'll need to cry. That's, that's what so the mace sad. is for. Yeah, that's, right. what, the, yeah, that's, that's uh-huh. what the pepper spray is for. Okay, uh, good luck. Let's talk to you on Monday. Find out how it all went, okay? All right, thank you. All right, bye-bye. Bye. Not expecting him to say okay. Uh-huh. Me neither. <laughs> Obviously. Only did it ever. The Burt Show. I've got two Instagram follow-ups that we can talk about today and then check back on Monday if they continue to DM me, okay? All right. Do this real quick. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to give her Instagram name out, but she hits me like half an hour ago and she says, hey, Bert, huge fan of the show and I could use your advice and Mo's. I want to say hi to my gym crush before I switch gyms, but I'm not sure how in a way that's not creepy. I was planning to just say hi, hey, and ask if he wants to get a drink, but should I make small talk first? Thanks. Okay? So I went in there. This is the perfect scenario for a dude right here, and the perfect scenario for her as well, because she already knows she's leaving the gym. Mm -hmm. All right? She's got nothing to lose. So I wrote back, and Mo's not on the show today, so I couldn't ask him. So I wrote, yes, go for it. Dudes love capital letters. The relief when women make the first move. Um, and do it with a lot of confidence. The awkwardness will be 30 seconds out of your life. Max, go into it confidently, knowing this is just a 30-second project. If this works out, in the long run, it's worth the 30-second risk. You got this. Confident. Hit me back. Let me know how it goes. Okay? It's only 30 seconds. But we get ourselves so wrapped up in how uncomfortable it's going to be that I think we make a bigger deal out of it than not. Right? It's 30 seconds out of your life. Make it happen, girl. And the second one, and the second one was, where is she? She has lost her engagement ring, (gasps) and she was asking me, here it is, um, help, help, what's that prayer for lost things? I can't find my engagement ring. I'm messaging your whole team because I'm freaking the F out. So the prayer that she is talking about is the prayer to St. Anthony that I've been talking about for 20 years. St. Anthony is super bored. I feel like every time I pray to St. Anthony, picks up on the first ring and always does what I ask. <laughs> there must be a bunch of saints up there and he's everybody, it's like a telethon. All the phones are ringing except his. <laughs> so. <laughs> you got a unique uh, visual of heaven. <laughs> so when you do the prayer for St. Anthony, I told you guys before that um, my ex 
wife and I were going on our honeymoon and obviously we're going to Greece. So obviously you need a passport. And the night before she decides to start looking for the passport the night before our honeymoon and she can't find it anywhere. She is in our apartment. She is looking all over the place, up, down, all over. And I went to bed that night thinking, okay, so maybe we won't go to Greece. Maybe we'll go to Dollywood. <laughs> um, and she said that she got on the phone with her mom, who is super religious, and told her about the prayer of St. Anthony and said, say the prayer and it'll show up. So she says the prayer to St. Anthony, her mom does, and she calls Stacy back and she says, "There is is there luggage in your closet that you haven't used for a while? I think it's in there. Stacy, I swear to you guys, I swear on St. Anthony, this is a true story. Um, she goes into the closet and she opens up the luggage that she hadn't used in like six months and the freaking passport was in there. <gasps> How amazing. All right, so tell her the St. Anthony, Anthony prayer. Well, there are two different versions. One's like the long version and the one's like the TikTok version. You're just going to have to go online and just decide how oh, much time you got for St. Okay. Anthony. But he listens to all of them. So in other words, Bert's not going to tell you you need to Google St. Anthony prayer. And there, and there you go. There was another one also where there was a key missing in the office and we did this on the air and I prayed to St. Anthony and I moved back in my chair and the cushion on the on the chair wasn't secure to the chair. So it fell off and the key was underneath the cushion of the chair and fell off onto the ground. I swear to you guys. Won't he do it? I swear to you. Did you so, say won't he do it? That's what do they the say in church. <laughs> Katie's over here like, I get it. They Thank do. God Won't we got another. Yes, he will. <laughs> Thank God we got another religious person in here. I'm out here looking like a fool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it's the prayer to St. Anthony. Like I said, he picks up on the first ring every time, so good luck. Get it. The Bird Show. Um, all right. She has to have a really tough conversation with her husband this weekend because they had a plan going into their life. And now she's changed everything and she knows this is going to be kind of ugly over the weekend. Kristen's got the email. Bert Show, I hope you're all doing great. I'm hoping to ask for some advice. A year ago, I became a mom. Yes, it's been a huge blessing. However, it has also been incredibly challenging. Well, that is one way to put it. <laughs> Pregnancy and mother motherhood have been far tougher than I ever anticipated. And it's left me realizing something important. I don't want more kids. One child has stretched me thin and I've come to understand my limits. I've never fully grasped the toll that pregnancy and raising a child would take on me. Mentally, physically, emotionally. The sleepless nights, the constant worrying, the sacrifices. It's all been overwhelming. I love my little one more than anything in the world, but I've reached a point where I know I can't go through this again. I don't want to compromise my well-being or the well-being of my family by taking on more than I can handle. I've put a lot of thought into, into this decision, and I know it's the right one for me. Now comes the hardest part, telling my husband. We've always talked about having a bigger family. I know he won't be happy with my change of plans. I know this conversation won't be easy. I'm hoping for some advice on how to tell him. I'm sure other couples have had a disagreement about kids and family size. I'd love to know how they've worked through it. Maureen. Mm. Well, I feel like your husband right, has... How would you guys take to that? <laughs> I feel like your husband has to have noticed how this has affected you. I mean, if you're saying this has stretched you so thin to where you want to change your future plans for kids, like I'm... I'm assuming he has noticed at some point that this is a lot harder than you guys both expected. So I don't think this will come as a complete shock. And I don't think he's going to be as unprepared for this conversation than you think. Yeah, so that first year is very hard. Um, at least it was for myself and for my husband. Uh, thankfully, I didn't have to deal with any postpartum depression or anxiety. I just, as far as the sleep deprivation, um, the toll it took on my and my husband's relationship, um, and like we even talked about this in studio the other day with Bert and I don't even think it was on air I think it was off air like you know it's going to be hard like you're responsible mm -hmm. for another human being but it's just it's it's baffling that you don't fully compre comprehend <laughs> how hard it's going to be so I feel like right now you, you I am validating your feelings you're only a year in and that first year is tough um I think you are honest with your husband about your feelings right now, 
But to make that hard press, this is how it's going to be in the future, give yourself time to deal with the postpartum feelings and emotions and visit this like in another couple of years, you know, and you might, you might feel differently. And if you don't, that's okay too. But it's not fair to your husband not to involve him in this process and in your, in your mindset and your thinking, just so he, you, you guys are on the same page together. Yeah. Just to echo Kristen's sentiment, that first year is, it's, it's. Amazing, but also hell on earth um, as you get used to it. And I would go ahead and get yourself checked for postpartum depression, just in case anyway, just to make sure. But if you really don't want want to have more kids, then don't. Like, don't let anybody talk you into it. But again, I've got, I've been there and now I have a almost four-year-old and it does get easier as they get older for some some kids. My uh, younger one is like insane and crazy. Love him. But so here's the thing. Like I just told my husband, because we were thinking about a third and I just told him I'm done. I'm done. I don't want any more. It's just because it's too much and it is so hard. And a lot of people don't realize your postpartum period can last up to seven years now is what new research is showing. And anyway, you have built in time because they recommend you wait at least a year and a half before uh, having another kid to let your body fully recover. You're not even there yet. So medically... No one is going to recommend that you try and get pregnant again so soon. So like Kristen said, you got a couple of wait years. Wait till your kid's three. I have friends who have eight-year-olds who just had a newborn. And it's fantastic because they can balance both. So just because it's no right now, and you can say that it's no right now, doesn't mean it has to be no forever. And it's okay if it is. Uh, I would just add this to what they're saying because I totally think what they're saying is great advice. As the guy here, I would just like a heads up that at least you're having those thoughts now and give yourself... Because if, if you tell me that we're done without, and I, we've never had a conversation about it, I'm floored by that. But at least now, you can bring up what Cassie and Kristen said and at least say, these are the thoughts I'm having. I don't know how real they are. And then circle back in a year when you really have some clarity. Does that make any sense? Uh, it makes total sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. Get it. The Bird Show. This weekend is Pride in the ATL. And we have not one, not two. But three members of the LGBTQ community who are single. Gay, 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 So Rebecca, Amber, and Katie are all in here. And they all have one singular mission this weekend for Pride. It's not celebrating love, acceptance, and inclusivity. It's finding a partner. Yes. Now, this should be the time. If we are going to be a part of this parade and Pride weekend here in our city, that means all of the options are going to be out there, right? Right. And I know that Rebecca, myself, and Amber are very much so single, single. Mm-hmm. All right. Single, single, single. Single, single, single. Mm-hmm. So what a perfect place to find love than at the Pride Parade. All right. So what's the plan, ladies? Like, you're going into this weekend and we're all going to be down there together at the Pride Parade, dressed in our Barbie attire. Mm-hmm. So, what is your what is your? We know what the goal is, but what is the game plan? See, here's the thing. Yeah, I didn't tell them about this. Oh, you yeah. didn't? I'm no. issuing oh. a challenge. I found out five seconds ago. <laughs> yeah. This is I a setup. <laughs> this is literally a setup. Who's the better gay? <laughs> Oh, we have to have a championship gay belt made. And whoever comes in on Monday gets the belt, man. Is it just like one big strap on? Wow. Dark Mode Abby has entered the chat. Thank God. In the 9 o'clock hour, Dark Abby is the new member of the virtual. Every 9 o'clock hour. All right. So just so we can paint a picture here. Um, Rebecca, which Barbie will you be dressed up as? I will be Skater Barbie. Oh, the rollerblading Barbie? Yes. Okay, in the full neon. Oh, I'm going to be in drag. Perfect. Yeah, Um, nice. Amber, which Barbie are you going to be? It's going to be very hard for me to find the love, but I'm going to be Weird Barbie. Okay. (laughs) If you've seen the movie, you're very understand. Like, Weird Barbie is the Barbie that little girls played with and chopped all her hair off and drew all over her face and was always ended up with, like, you know, the weirdest dressed, hence (laughs) Weird Barbie. And Katie, which Barbie will you be representing this weekend? I will be President Barbie. Of course. (laughs) Okay. Okay, nice. Now, the stakes are, I, I mean, you guys are talking about love. Can can we dumb this down just to like a casual hookup? Yes, please. Or a date. 
Or a date. Or a date. What about like a kiss? Does it have to be love? Well, anybody. I mean, there's so much love and like, like just freedom. Any of you all can get kissed at the Pride Parade. But I don't that's know not looking for a free drink, dude. <laughs> <laughs> the bar is low. What it's about so whoever low. can get someone to rent a U-Haul first? Like, oh. Oh. But, uh, that happens sorry. the moment we shake hands. What do you mean? <laughs> Here are the keys to the U-Haul. <laughs> can we have a sliding? Can we have a sliding scale? Like, all right, kiss. One point is at the bottom rung, right? No, we're the next points, one, Bert. But we'll have a point okay, system. Points. If you get a kiss, so you, got, you get a point. Yeah. This gay uh, someone buying you, something, <laughs> yes. someone buying you a drink would be another point. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, what's the next one? Um, I feel like if it comes out of my mouth, it'll be creepy. But if one of the women suggests these, then it's going to be way better received. Okay. Securing a date, like actually okay. securing a date, that's five points. Okay. How do How do you okay. do that, Katie? I'm gonna need your help. <laughs> no, no, no. Every woman for herself. <laughs> you got it. Is that like getting getting someone's Insta or a phone number or something Ooh. that goes? Okay. Okay. I, securing the actual date, like having an actual date on the calendar, is five points. But securing <laughs> securing a number or Insta. Um, That'll be another point. I okay? think they should be separate. Okay. A number is a point. Insta- I think a number should be two points because yeah. that's harder to get. Yeah. And Insta or Snapchat is one. Social is one. Okay. Do we have making out on there? <gasps> Ooh. Well, we just have kiss. kiss. Well, kiss is oh, different from a makeout sesh. I can definitely yeah, maybe on. get a kiss, but a makeout. Because yeah. a kiss could be on the cheek. Yes. Uh, right? Yeah. But then uh, sloppy, rules. sloppy makeout. You just gave away my yeah, secret, Katie. Cassie. Do you, <laughs> I'm just laying it all out there. <laughs> Okay. Katie, uh, think about you walking out of Kramer's that night. That's a makeout, okay? So that's okay. two points. <laughs> yeah, okay. Right. I, that, that, that I was, remember that. That was before she got traded to the lesbian team. Yeah, that was worse. <laughs> 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 okay. Okay. All right. Oh. So th- what I have so far is with for one point. Uh, get somebody to buy you a drink is one point. Kissing um, a kiss is one point. Snagging somebody's socials is one point. Um, a makeout is two points. Securing the digits is two points. And actually securing a date is five points. Okay. Where's Anything naked else? on there? Where's Ooh. naked? Oh, doing Nikki, it? Nikki. Oh, 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 yeah. oh, like, uh, oh. Don't it. Ten points? Yeah. I feel like making out should be three points. No, it's not. It's two. Oh. No. <laughs> this is pride, Amber. Everyone's making out. Yeah. Oh, crap. You're right. Yeah. Anything like that. So then whoever has the most points will be the winner. It'll yeah. probably be Katie. I'm accepting that. I don't... You have been in the game since, like... The start. What do you mean? You've that's, been a Ladala being way longer true. than I have. I've also been single I feel longer like, than everybody in this room. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like naked should have so many points that you just if you add all the other ones up, it shouldn't be. Okay. It shouldn't add up to what naked is. Okay. Uh, so, so naked should be twenty points. All right, hookups twenty then. Does it and, only count if and it's everything gay for bo- me? <laughs> oh, that's not fair. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, she's bisexual. Yeah. Oh yeah, she's got more options. Uh, yeah. You can't because being bi means both sides, and that's all part of pride. We're inclusive. Yep. I'm gonna find myself a non-binary Alan. <laughs> if you can do both, you've won the game. <gasps> there you go. Oh. Okay. Get it, the bird show. I'm going to give you not one, but two things to feel good about this Friday. We have two Burt's Big Adventure kiddos who have just finished their cancer treatments. Yeah! Yes. Yeah! That's huge. That's the important stuff right there. Yes, it is. So um, this morning, the one and only Stella... Uh, she is seven years old. She's one of our Burt's Big Adventure kiddos from last year. She's ringing the bell this morning to celebrate the end of her leukemia treatments, which is Amazing. spectacular. I mean, this girl is just, her heart, she's so sweet. Her family, they're all awesome. And then another incredible kid, Corbin, he is nine years old. He's actually one of our Burt's Big Adventure kiddos from this past year, has leukemia as well. He rang the bell on October 6th to yes. commemorate the end of his cancer treatments, and here's what it sounded like. Okay, you ready? Ready? Yeah. Okay. It's time to ring the bell. This day has finally come. We're singing and we're clapping because your treatment's done. The good days and the bad days, he really stuck it out. Your strong determination, it makes us want to shout. We're all so glad we met you with all the joy you bring. We know we're going to miss you, but make that bell go ring. 
makes my heart so happy. I know. It gives me the goosebumps, everything. So a huge congratulations to Corbin and his family. Huge congratulations to Stella and her family. We're both so proud of everything you've accomplished and endured. Yeah, just let me piggyback on that. You know, um, if you've never been through the process or you've never seen anybody go through the process, what you're hearing there is the ring of a bell and joy, but what you don't see are the endless nights mm-hmm. of pain, the days in and days out of going through protocols or one day feeling great and then the next day ending up back in the hospital. Then you think you've got this window of clearance because you've been feeling great only for a doctor or nurse to call you and tell you like, you gotta come back in. It takes so much courage and so much bravery for anybody, mm-hmm. how these kids do it each and every day. Yeah, it's a bell ringing, but there's a story behind each and every one of those that is just so beautiful and is so filled with courage that it just makes my heart so happy. So congratulations to those guys and anybody else that gets one of those bells that's wrong also. I know, right? And I think this is the perfect um, chance for us to remind you guys about our Burt's Big Adventure raffle. That's all courtesy of RBM of Alpharetta. So if you would like to purchase a raffle ticket, you can go to burtsbigadventure.org or you can go to theburtshow.com. We have all the information at both sites. But yeah, for just $100, you could be driving off with a brand new 2023 Mercedes-Benz GLA 250 SUV. Uh, again, they're, they're only 100 bucks a raffle ticket. All the money goes to Burt's Big Adventure. Your last chance to enter is October 25th, but we typically sell out. There's only 2,500 tickets up for grabs. So you got pretty good odds to drive away with a brand new Mercedes-Benz with just 100 bucks. For just $100. So I think Kristen uh, covered everything mm-hmm. there. And if we reach our goal this year, oh, then yeah. we will hit the $1 million mark with RBM of Alpharetta. So fingers crossed there. You guys got all weekend and you have what well, we, sh- we said the 25th. What we should have said is the 20th because it'll sell out by then. <laughs> but you have until the 25th. Go ahead. Buy those raffle tickets this weekend at the Burt Show or Burt'sBigAdventure.org. All right, Abby. Do tell. She's got the email here. Two of her best. Best friends ghosted her three years ago. Three years ago. Now, one of them has reached out to reconnect. Should she or not? Abby's got the email. Hi, Bert Show. I really need some advice on dealing with a friend that ghosted and now wants to reconnect. I love you guys, and I'd really appreciate any advice you can give me. When I was 19, my life revolved around two dear friends whom I'll call Chloe and Sarah. Over the course of two and a half years, we formed a tight-knit trio, sharing the highs and lows of life, from breakups to breakdowns, in parentheses, shout out to Abby. Uh, Not me shouting out myself, it's in the email. Uh, we We were best friends of the highest order, or so I thought. Then out of the blue, Sarah started excluding me from gatherings and events. Everyone else would be out having a great time, but I received no invitation. This hurt deeply because, especially because we've been so close. Whenever I confronted Sarah about it, she brushed it off with flimsy excuses, claiming she thought I was busy or working. That excuse didn't hold up for a tier one best friend. Slowly, both Chloe and Sarah began to freeze me out. And before I knew it, all connections were severed. I tried reaching out and eventually I gave up. My heart was broken and I couldn't fathom what had gone wrong or why our friendship had taken such an abrupt turn. Time went by and a year passed without a word between us. Chloe, however, broke the silence. She sent a short happy birthday message, but I soon stopped responding. I couldn't pretend everything was fine after being ghosted for a year. After a year ago, Chloe followed me on Instagram and sent a message attempting to reconnect. I attempted to dig into what had happened, but she offered yet another lame excuse, saying she thought I didn't want to be friends anymore. The irony was that Sarah and Chloe were the ones who initially ghosted me. Our conversation was brief and lacked any depth, and then a year and a half ago, I moved across the country. At that time, I was 23, busy, and had no desire to reconnect without an answer. Last week on my 25th birthday, I couldn't help but peek at Sarah's Instagram story out of sheer curiosity. The devastating reality hit me. I had missed her wedding, something we'd always talked about. Sarah then followed me on Instagram and I accepted, not because I wanted to be friends, but because I genuinely cared about them. On my birthday, both Sarah and Chloe sent DMs wishing me a happy birthday. I responded with a short, thank you. Sarah didn't reply, but Chloe did, asking how I was and expressing a desire to reconnect. 
Now I'm at a crossroads and I'm torn. Part of me longs to reconnect with my old friend, but I can't simply ignore the elephant in the room. What happened in the past? Do I respond or should I just let go and move on with my life with or without my old friend? At this point in my life, I am more open to reconnecting, but how do I know if I'm ready? I'm not even sure what to say or how to broach the subject. I'd appreciate any advice, especially from Kristen, who's faced similar friend ghosting experiences. Thanks, T. Um, as far as my ghosting experience, it was with one friend in particular, and that's just because she was the first one to get married. She was the fun, the first one to have kids, and she just, she kind of like, I don't want to say she excommunicated, you know, excommunicated herself from us, but she was at a different point in her life than we were. And we would invite her to things and a person can only say no so many times before you're like, all right, I'm just not going to invite you anymore, you know? Now, with this instance, it seems Chloe is the one um, that is more willing to speak. I would try to actually not, not via text or anything like that, but an actual conversation, maybe a FaceTime and be and be brutally honest and be like, I really want to reconnect with you. However, I'm just, I'm really scared about getting hurt again because from my perspective, you and Sarah pulled away and you ghosted me and kind of explain where you're coming from. And then maybe she can like give some sort of explanation and and some closure there. And that's when you can decide whether or not you even want to pursue this. Yeah, three such a hard number. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead, Bird. Go for it. No, you go ahead. You go ahead. Hey, three is such a hard number, especially with girls, because I feel like instead of confronting emotional issues that come up, sometimes two people will just pair up and it's almost like they kind of gang up on the other person, which is what I think happened here with you. And they just decided to not let you in on that conversation, which is incredibly hurtful. So I'm with Kristen. Be brutally honest. Put it all out there. Thanks for listening. Get more Bird Show fix at thebirdshow.com or follow us on social media at The Bird Show.